0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Real Fit Women podcast. In this episode, I'm talking to Michelle Wright, a 43-year-old lady in Melbourne, Australia, who uh, is going to talk to us about uh, incontinence uh, and prolapse and how to keep our pelvic floors in tip-top shape. It's a massive issue for every woman, not just postnatal women or people who are going through menopause. I've only just found out this recently, but it can basically affect any female. So I highly recommend you pay attention to this episode. So today I'm talking with Michelle Wright. Mish, thanks for joining us, of mishfit.com.au.
1: Hi, Casey. Nice to be here.
0: Um, So I'd like to talk a little bit about your story, if that's okay, and also about how you're helping other women who have similar issues that that you went
1: through? Sure. Um, Well, I only really discovered exercise as a way to deal with postnatal depression after my second child and um, absolutely fell in love with what it did to my mental health as well as my physical body. So I joined the gym after the birth of my second baby and proceeded to go pretty much every day that crèche was available. Uh, My previous career, I was a primary school teacher. And so when I started going back to teaching, I found it really challenging just to cope with. I was actually a single parent coping with putting my kids in care, rushing to get to work, coming home very tired, picking up my kids and they were grumpy. And um, and then on top of that, my day was spent sitting on my bum largely. And so my mental health really suffered from it as well. So I decided to change my career and become and follow my passion, which was fitness and, and staying fit and active and, and doing it for a job, which was great. But unfortunately, although I had no pelvic floor issues after having two babies, I had noticed that when I was going to the gym, and obviously the fitter I got, the harder I pushed myself, and I, I loved I loved doing everything, step classes, body pump, um, I saw a personal trainer, I did everything, and I started to notice that the more I exercised, I started to leak a little bit of wee, and it was completely horrifying and embarrassing, and I just didn't know what to do, so largely I didn't do anything. And during this time, um, I was I decided to change my career, and so I went and became a personal trainer, hoping that actually I would learn more about this issue. Uh, but I learned nothing. And in fact, pelvic floor as a muscle was completely missing from the curriculum. Uh, you, when you are a fitness professional, you learn all about the muscles in the bodies, where they start in the body, where they start and end, how they move, all except for pelvic floor. And where there was about an hour's information on what to do when you're pregnant, basically when you're postnatal, and I do believe you're kind of postnatal for the rest of your life after having children, <laughs> <makes sense>. um, <laughs> you are just expected to return back to exercise like you did before you had children and anyone who's had a child will tell you that their body just isn't the same. So I didn't find any information there and I continued to suffer in silence until one day I was on stage teaching Body Pump with the microphone and an incontinence pad and I thought, you know what, Mish, this isn't on. You know, you can't, you can't do this because it wasn't getting better, that's for sure. It was gradually getting worse. So I went... To my GP and she referred me on to the women's health physio at Royal Women's and what I learnt there really astounded me I was on the verge of prolapse and I didn't even know what a prolapse was I'd never heard it mentioned in any of the fitness things I went to um, and if there's anybody listening who doesn't know what this is it is when the pelvic floor um, splits and it your either uterus or bowel will fall through and fall out so where it's not overly painful as such it has massive implications to not only your continence but your self-esteem obviously it's going to look right it's not going to feel right Um, and it's, it's not how it should be and it can be very It can be a very difficult thing to reverse and certainly avoiding it is a much better um, situation. Absolutely. Um, What I also found out was that I was not the only one leaking. In fact, one-third of postnatal women leak. About 4.8 million women in Australia alone are, are being affected and a majority of these suffer in silence just like I was because they're embarrassed. And even, I think even more horrifying is that 49% of women, of postnatal women will suffer from prolapse. That's nearly 50% of all postnatal women will suffer from prolapse. Mainly, a lot of them will happen after childbirth and a lot will happen in menopause when there's another hormone fluctuation. But these statistics just horrified me that I didn't know about it and I was on the way to being a statistic myself. So during this period, I, uh, I, was, I was a single parent, as I mentioned before. I don't have any family living in Australia. I knew going and having surgery wasn't an option for me and it didn't fit right with me. So I just went on this massive education um focus I talked to anybody and everybody I knew I went to women's health physio uh conferences um I read any books about it and I really got a good understanding I also went and had real-time ultrasound on my own pelvic floor and understood how my body worked and how to use it Um, and then I I I cured myself of incontinence and certainly I I don't have any prolapse symptoms at all. And what I learnt was that there is a there's a missing bit of information. There is information about pelvic floor and there's information about exercise, but it's like these two don't meet and there's no crossover. So what I learned to do was how to use my pelvic floor while I was exercising. And not only did that strengthen my pelvic floor in a functional way, but it also, um, you know, it it has so many good benefits, not just stopping you from leaking wee, but your orgasms are better. I would battled with, you know, uh, still looking like I had a baby belly, and once I got a really strong pelvic floor, um, I found my lower abdominal flattened out. Uh, lower back pain went away. So it, it just has all these wonderful benefits. Um, yeah, so that's that's my story. Now, I uh, this is what happened with me, and at the same time I was a personal trainer. So I started to experiment. Well, first of all, I just started to talk to my clients about, you know, asking that question, do you leak a little bit of we when we do this exercise? And the, the, the responses were pretty much... Exactly what the statistics showed that um, you know these women were and they were suffering in silence, and so I started to experiment on them and started to see some really fantastic results. And that was about five years ago. And since then, I, um, as I said, I was a primary school teacher, and my particular passion when I was teaching. Um, and I've taught in three different countries doing a variety of jobs in education, was writing curriculum. So I did what I do best and that's I took the things that I'd learned and the strategies of how I taught women how to exercise with their pelvic floor and put it into a curriculum and I called that Mishfit Mothers. And now that program is available um, with the whole business and I've now franchised my business and sell franchises that run this program where we work very closely with women's health physios but, and, and that the whole part of the program is educating women on their bodies and how to activate pelvic floor while doing exercise.
0: That's awesome. So if we can go back to, I guess, the pelvic floor as a muscle, um, I realise you're not a doctor and neither am I, but you have an understanding. So the pelvic floor, what does that do? Just- Daily, I guess.
1: Well, um, our pelvis or our hips are like a cup with no bottom, no bony bottom. And the what keeps our insides inside is one muscle, and that is pelvic floor. It has three openings for our um, anus, vagina, and urethra. So it, it it's a very functional muscle. And if you put your thumb and forefinger together then that is the size of your pelvic floor wow. so it's um yeah it's it's a pretty interesting muscle in fact i've created something called 50 shades of pelvic floor <laughs> i'm fascinated by all things pelvic floor and and um and i regularly post those on the mishfit facebook page um just tidbits so basically it has the function of keeping your insides up and inside and also to control the opening and closing of those um, of those passages.
0: Yeah, I guess so then because I'm asking these questions as I've never had a child. I understand how people have children but I've never had actually gone through the experience. So I guess once if you have a, like a, a childbirth without like not a C-section but a, a natural or normal or whatever the term is, that does vaginal serious. Birth. A vagi- okay, yeah, vaginal birth. That does serious damage to the opening because it expands it and it I guess sure. it doesn't necessarily snap back.
1: Sure. Well it is designed to expand and I, I just have to clarify that even if you have a C section and and don't have a vaginal delivery, your pelvic floor has been responsible for carrying that baby for a long time. And also, um, interestingly, even if you don't have any children, your chances of leaking and having other pelvic floor dysfunction when you hit menopause are roughly the same as women who have had children. So this is um, a muscle that is all women need to understand and need to activate and although we're given information about kegels or pelvic floor exercises and um Casey you're probably doing them right now as we speak
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'd be lying if it hadn't popped into my head during the
1: conversation <laughs> sure people just say they see me and do their pelvic floor exercises and where that's fantastic our pelvic floor is a functional muscle we need it to we need to use it when we pick up heavy loads when we uh, pick up our children or shopping. And so um, we're lying on our bed or sitting at the traffic lights and the car is great. It's a great start for training our pelvic floor. It's not the whole story. We need to activate it with the everyday activities that we do. So, And it is a bit like I consider it like driving a car. When you first learned to drive a car and you had to put the clutch in and change gear and put the indicator on and look in the rear vision mirror, it it seemed really complicated but now you make a trip in the car and you don't even think about how you got there and I look at training pelvic floor in relation to exercise the same way that to begin with we have to be really conscious of each part of the process. But after a while, our body can take it on as it should do and use it functionally and um, unconsciously as well. Um, as and you know, and enjoy those benefits.
0: Is so? Is there an exercise that you can give us over? I guess the internet, like this, um, with, without Stop. a video explanation, just that, that somebody okay. can take well, away from um, this. And l- maybe let's start. take
1: a really let's take a really basic exercise, like a like a squat. Um, when you're in the downward phase of the squat, so when your bum is the closest to the ground, if you imagine your pelvic floor is the most stretched out it can be. So if you do have pelvic floor dysfunction, you'd want to keep your squat, your legs quite um, narrow and avoid wide-legged squat. But it, but I really encourage you to try this because it's a, it's a great way to actually switch on the glutes and, and get all those muscles working together much more functionally is as you come down um, think about your pelvic floor so you're not bearing down on it and then as you push up you know from the ground back to the return position in the squat uh, phase squeeze your pelvic floor so we need to just a quick of uh, how to do pelvic floor exercise we want to close all the passages from back to front and then lift up inside and it really helps if we do it with our breathing, so don't hold your breath, and always, always, always have great posture. So those are my three tips: breathing, posture, and try to activate your pelvic floor on the hardest phase of an exercise.
0: Excellent. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just writing this down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I do have some videos on my YouTube channel. Um, oh, I'll post that, the link. That, yeah. That. Um, that show all this information as well. Um, and certainly we have sessions running in Ringwood, in Victoria, um, and I'm hoping to get Mishfit interstate um, shortly because I know that there is a real need for this sort of information out there for women.
0: Yeah, well, I've only just come across this this kind of, I guess, issue or, like, I mean, I, I've, I've seen the ads on TV and it makes me laugh because they always have, like women say 50 plus, having a good time, I guess it's like the tampon ads. Everyone's laughing and chuckling. Mm. And I'm guessing that's not really how it is when you have major issues with incontinence. You're not really laughing.
1: No, no. It's... it's-, it's- it's not really funny, and it, it really um, and their their uh, responses to buy a product um, to fix the solution, which doesn't fix the solution at all. Um, just awareness and understanding can greatly, you know, those statistics I showed, shared with you before are quite horrifying, but. A, a lot of pelvic floor dysfunction can be very, very easily fixed with a little bit of knowledge and practice, and quite quickly as well. You can see, um, you can see results. Uh, I feel like it's the last frontier. We don't talk about it. Um, you know, it's a it's an issue that affects so many women. Yet, you're very rare to see it in any sort of fitness magazine. Um, you're very Rarely hear your personal trainer, your group fitness instructor cue you for your pelvic floor or even ask you how is your pelvic floor, is it coping. Um, a general indication if you're doing some jumping and it or um, burpees or uh, a step class that has very high impact and you see a whole lot of women run for the toilet, they will all have pelvic floor dysfunction.
0: Oh no, poor kids. <laughs> Yeah, like, I've definitely never been asked. This, you know, either a class or a, a PT session, or at any any game, any sports that I've ever played, it's mm. definitely never come up.
1: So yeah, and you know, and it it's not just um, okay. It's, it, it's impression that older women suffer from this, but actually, or you know, women who aren't fit. I see hundreds of women and you can never tell from the outside what's happening on the inside. In fact there were some studies done on elite athletes and the same amount of women just um, as opposed to like general public, they compared the statistics compared the same to Olympian athletes where they found trampolinists had the worst pelvic floors followed by gymnasts and then weightlifters. great my favorite exercises
0: (laughs) (laughs) well now you know how to do it Casey (laughs) I do this is true and I can be wary because well I mean I'm 30 I've I turned 30 a few months ago so I guess my perspective on things I hate it but has changed (laughs) and I can start to to take note of all these things and
1: so hopefully it won't be an issue well, awareness and understanding will um, will be your best friend, and also for any listeners out there. Um, and certainly, when I've talked on radio and uh, on TV before, this this touches so many lives, and I always get lots of um, you know. When I was talking on the radio, the 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 lines jammed. There, this affects so many people, and and my real advice to you is to find out what is exactly happening to you. And sometimes it can be as easy as just a one trip to a women's health physio. And if they have real time ultrasound, um, you get to see what's happening with your pelvic floor because it's not let's face it, it's not like a bicep, is it, where you can flex it and I can poke at it and say, Oh, yeah, it's working, you know. We we don't know if we're doing it correctly, and about a a third, between thirty and forty percent of women are actually bearing down when they think they're pulling up so that's kind of your first step it's not invasive they will be able to tell you if you need more help or, or exactly where to go because they are the experts in this field um, but it is a really great start and the other place that's a really good uh, resource is continence foundation of australia which is www.continence.org um dot org i think it is their website but they have lots of information um, for all different kinds of incontinence um, and certainly lots of information for pregnant postnatal women and women in menopause. Awesome. Mm. Well,
0: well, that's definitely giving me a lot to think about. Hopefully it's it's helping somebody out there as well. Um Correct. And if, I'll post the links to your YouTube channel and thecontinence.org. Uh, yes. And if they'd like to know more from you, they can go to Mishfit, that's M-I-S-H, fit.com.au. And I did notice there was a um, PDF that people can download for top,
1: Mish's top 10 pelvic floor tips that may be of use to somebody. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, there's lots of videos on my um, website as well about um, the things that we do at Mishfit. Um, So, yeah, it's been really nice talking with you today, Casey.
0: Yes, thanks so much for taking the time and um, helping to educate us all about this issue.
1: You're welcome.
0: Well, I hope you got something out of that episode. If you'd like to get in contact with me, as always, send an email to casey at realfitwomen.com. Casey is C-A-S-E-Y. And if you'd like to try a free issue of the real fit women magazine for the ipad go to www.realfitwomen.com forward slash free and you can download a free issue to your ipad